Well, I was very disappointed when Chad Livingood of Crazy Detroit Business called in this morning because I knew if we didn't hear from Chad this morning, he had won a billion dollars. <laughs> In the lottery, I think it's over two now. And so, is it two billion? If you get Lord the Powerball and the Mega Millions, we're up in Donald Trump know. range here. So, <laughs> Donald Trump on paper. I was hoping we wouldn't hear from Chad, and someday along the line, we'd get like a nice little birthday present from him. I was gonna say, know? if I was hoping if Chad wins, we do hear from Chad. But Chad, welcome back to work. Yeah, sorry, Don. I'm not going to be a benevolent newspaper owner this week. I hope. Oh, well, I, it's still there for you, baby. <laughs> Kelly, how did our tickets do? Uh, well, not well. We we didn't win. Did we buy any? We 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 didn't. <laughs> Man, you are so unreliable. But you know what? It's over so two now. I feel like I, so tomorrow's draw. The drawing. The next drawing. I think is Tuesday at 11 p.m. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Andre. And so maybe this I week am on you a, can no, be in I'm charge. on. A, I'm on a mission today. I'm going to buy tickets. <laughs> you know, you are. We might have won if you'd have bought some last week. Well, we might have bought. No, but we. But the great it, thing it was about wait, it, it's been waiting for us to buy them. Exactly. That's why. I don't know, Chad. You didn't win the lottery. We didn't either. But what you, you what are you writing about this week? And what should we be concerned about or watching for? Well, uh, my, my colleague Dustin Walsh has an interesting story today in Cranes this week about um, a guy from L.A. who moved to Detroit uh, a couple years ago. To he's a custom guitar builder, and uh, he he couldn't uh, he you know he got priced out of East L.A. Basically, um, Gabriel Curie, um, uh, his Echo Echo Park guitars are pretty well known, famously among big uh, musicians, and he's making them up in. In Old Redford, he's got a building, uh, a little shop in the Old Redford neighborhood, um, yeah. and something something that kind of interesting um, if, if, if for students of history. Charles Hackley was a big lumber baron in the 19th century in Muskegon. Uh, he was a, a Civil War veteran uh, and basically was one of the men men who built Muskegon. Well, a couple years ago. Uh, some, some, there was some dredging going on in Muskegon Lake, and they removed, they removed 42,000 cubic yards of, of old um, sinker logs from Hackley's operation from, from the 19th century, logs that had sunk to the bottom of, of Muskegon Lake, which is a harbor that goes out into Lake Michigan. And now this guy from East L.A. is using these, these, these logs to build guitars in Detroit. Um, uh, That's incredible. This, uh, this old you growth know, pine, apparently. You know, I, there used to be a show on. There was a show on cable about these old people who went out and harvested harvested these hundred, two hundred year old logs that had still sitting on the bottom of lakes and swamps and what have you, and still perfectly usable wood because of the oxygen oxygenation at the depths. They were laying out the cold water, what have you, but they weren't rotten. They were perfect. They're perfectly usable boards, and they're this is lumber you don't see, you can't find yeah. growing today, right? Well, apparently the tonality of old growth pine is better than um, pine that has been grown or or was reseeded after all the various uh, you know uh, uh, slashing harvest of, uh, of the 19th century, early 20th century. So um, this is pretty valued uh, lumber. Apparently it was sitting in a pile 
And um, a local businessman, uh, um, Brian Mooney of, of, uh, of Integrity Building uh, Group in Detroit, he was on vacation and saw an ad for someone trying to sell these logs that were found at the bottom of the lake. And um, he, he bought all 800 of them um, and, wow. and had them shipped back to Detroit. And then, and then he went into, into a partnership with, uh, with, this, uh, um, uh, with Curie, the guy who, who, Gabriel Curie, the guy who, whose guitars uh, have been used by uh, Joe Perry of Aerosmith, uh, Josh uh, Homme of Queens of the Stone Age, um, and Johnny Depp, uh, uh, and, and Jacob Dylan apparently uh, has, a, has one of his guitars as well. So they're, they're really well known, and they're being made in Detroit. It's pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting story. And along with that, Mark Wallace of the um, – we know him for for the, uh, uh, the 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 Detroit Riverfront Conservancy. Uh, he has a little company making guitars in Corktown that I was not aware of. Uh, it's called Corktown's Wallace Detroit Guitars, um, and they and so there's a there's it's kind of a, a story about makers in Detroit, and we, we all that's where we that's where we came from. Um, an interesting little story just about um, it's a good story. about the, uh, the the wood guitar business um, uh, is alive and well. We're talking about expensive guitars, Nolan. This wood from the bottom of Muskegon Lake is being built from like fourteen thousand dollar guitars. Oh so, my! So you're going so to have professional grade guitars. Win the mega millions. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, yeah, if I win, if I win, I might actually buy one of these guitars and take a few lessons. You'll have a lot of time to play playing guitar lessons. Then. <laughs> you got to <laughs> do sure. something. Um, yeah, uh, Kirk Pino has a story this week about the, the the tidal wave of of changing landlords in in east eastern market. Um, a lot of the old owners uh, who have had businesses, restaurants, uh, food operations. Uh, food processing plants. Um, they've been selling, and and in a pretty remarkable clip, uh, their property. Just in the last 18 months, 20 plus buildings, uh, totaling nearly half a million square feet, have have turned over in Eastern hmm. Market. Who's um, buying them? There's been a. Uh, well, the, the Nelsons, they're, 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 they're a uh, popular uh, uh, owner now of, of uh, several buildings. Sanford Nelson, he, he and his uh, son, I believe, they just... They just is that Lyndon the, Nelson's um, boy? Uh, yeah, well, Lyndon Nelson, is, uh, Sanford is the son. Um, and they just, they just went and bought the uh, Learcorp building uh, in, I call it Harmony Park still, but... Um, uh, downtown and 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 uh, you know a couple of other old time um, uh, owners there. The Busy Bee Hardware so, uh, sold out. There's a six million dollar uh, development redevelopment of that building underway right now. I hate to see uh, the Busy Bee go. It's hard to let it go, but it's a it's a pretty good corner right there uh, at Russell and Gratiot, and I think it you know it's got a lot of potential. Um, along with what's already going on across the street, with all the little shops that have kind of gone in into those, you know, those that that series of buildings there on the uh, on the east side of Gratiot that were just, that were vacant uh, just a couple of years ago. So uh, there's some there's some pretty positive developments there. Uh, Bert Deering, uh, Bert's Warehouse, the barbecue joint, uh, he he's he sold uh, to to Sanford Nelson um, and is is leasing back basically from him. Uh, and uh, George Jackson used to be head of the of the D Detroit Economic uh, Growth Corporation. His his investment company um, is is planning several 
the redevelopments, um, the Riopelli uh, market, they're going to redevelop um, for 20 uh, million, Riopelli, thank you, uh, $20 million redevelopment. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, it, it's just kind of, it's kind of uh, sort of to be expected um, that, you know, as we're sort of moving out of downtown, uh, um, Eastern Market is, is seen as a place that's red hot, isn't destination. it? Yeah, it is and red hot. The real estate's going to real estate naturally is going to move out there. Um, there's a lot of vacant land around uh, Eastern Market. Yeah, to the east and oh the my, side yes, of it. um, it's a wasteland around Eastern Market. I mean, yeah, I mean, block after block after block is sitting there empty. Up there by Mac and stuff, there's all yeah. kinds of vacant land. Just now. east of the market, there. it's wide open. It's like a a rural environment out there. It is. Uh, there's a. There's a. I mean, there's several. Um, uh, you know, buildings that were speculators are sitting on. Uh, one. Is, one I'm. I'm familiar with is the former Thurble Valley building, uh, Thurble Valley uh, uh, Hams, um, a hog plant that's uh, sitting right there next to the Jaquinder Cut. Um, you know, that's that. You know, it's got some windows in it now, but it's still waiting for 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 uh, tenants. And and all, obviously, all this is you know going to be dependent upon demand. But uh, there is definitely. Um, some some major changes uh, underway in in Eastern Market that we're you know we're taking note of here this week. Yeah, Eastern Market has emerged as one of the hotter investment opportunities in the city. You know, you've got construction going on nonstop over there, but also over in Court Town, just continuous construction, Chad. Yeah, and there's well, there's smaller investors too, or they're out of state. They're not none of the um, none of the billionaires um, have planted their flags in Eastern Market yet, uh, which may be why it's you know not uh, not getting too hot, or you know the prices aren't aren't too bad, and and it's it's manageable because you know the because Gilbert, the Illiches, Ford, <laughs> they haven't, they haven't shown up over there yet. They'll and, find I mean, it. <laughs> So, Chad, you've been well, looking at, you know, what have you been doing on the election? You've been looking at candidates and their proposals and sizing them up? Yeah, I mean, there's been, I've been writing a series of stories. Uh, I, I continue to go back to, uh, and I, I saw your column this week, um, the, 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 both these candidates for governor, um, Gretchen Whitmer and, and Bill Schutte, have yet to really make a case about how they're going to govern um, and and keep the states uh, from from falling back into uh, you know fiscal uh, morass. Um, and I mean, right now their plans. I keep telling people, uh, Bill Schuette wants to blow a 1.3 billion dollar hole in the in the state budget on day one, and Gretchen Whitmer wants to blow a 1.2 billion dollar hole um, because you know Schuette's billion dollar tax cut plus he wants to get rid of the tax on pensions. And Whitmer wants to get rid of the tax on pensions, and she wants to shift all the money that um, is being used in the school aid fund to fund universities back to the general fund. And the general fund has um, has not grown uh, at much of a clip in this century. It's grown at less than 3%. Um, it's $3 billion under inflation. So it, yeah. uh, it's, it's very strained. Um, there would have to be wholesale so, tax changes and reforms so to really. Neither one of these happen. candidates in that regard have met the the test of leadership. And I got a whole lot of old timers mad at me yesterday because I suggested that killing the repealing the pension tax would be an unfair move. I mean, people who 
don't have a pension and have to fund their retirement by working at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And you go to McDonald's anywhere in the city or suburbs, and you're going to see gray hairs behind the counter and back in the kitchen. Their retirement income is fully taxed. If you save through a 401k plan or private savings account for your retirement, that's taxed when you draw it out. Uh, but the people lucky enough to have pensions think that they shouldn't pay taxes like everyone else. And, you know, I, I just think that's a, uh, a ridiculous position to pander to because there's a fairness there's a matter of fairness here. All income should be taxed. Or yeah, not taxed. I mean, Gretchen makes or it, throw it out Wimmer completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Gretchen Wimmer's argument is that this is deferred compensation. Well, yes, it's deferred. If it wasn't deferred, then you would be taxed about on it. When you earned you it. Yeah. it. Mm-hmm. When you earned it in your, empl- in your, in your employment years. So, yeah, it's, it's I mean, she's. She, she's been on this for a while. She ended up adopting this position. Um, and and there, I will tell you, um, Nolan, the votes are there in the, in the legislature. Um, they've gotten so much grief for this tax. Oh, I can imagine just years. based on the response I got yesterday from all of these entitled seniors. You know, I got one, a letter from one guy I thought was was very rational and uh, and had the right perspective about the whole thing. You know, there is... I mean, you feel like there's this attitude that just because you've grown old, you get you're entitled to some sort of special bonus or special reward. You go to the movies and you get a discount <laughs> ticket. You go here and there and you get discounts. And you got all these young, struggling young people. I mean, we got. I'm you know I'm in that older age group where I'm starting to get discounts on, and I'm like, don't give me a senior discount. Give it to the person over here trying to mm. you know this the single mother with two or three kids give her right. the d- discount i've got money to pay my full way just because i'm old doesn't mean you have to uh uh take it easy on me when it comes to prices or taxes i mean and these people who say well we were promised uh 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 our pensions wouldn't be taxed well things change there's a whole lot of people sitting out there in Michigan who were promised a pension and aren't getting one right. because their plans right. were killed. You know, promises don't always come true. Yeah. And and this is, I mean, this is the, the reality of our tax code that for every dollar we collect in our tax code in Michigan, we exempt four dollars. Um, there, there is four, literally of the ten billion dollar state budget. Uh, there is forty billion left on the um, uh, on on the table every year well, in thank God for that. and carve outs. Um, so yeah, we we have a system where you know we, we've 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 given away in our code you know part of the farm every year. Well, one of my letter writers, Chad, suggested a two percent flat rate and no deductions whatsoever, no exemptions, no carve outs. That's the fairest way to tax. It would seem to me. Cut the rate, cut it in half, and cut, cut out all the exemptions and credits. You, oh, you mean for like everybody yeah. across the board? Everybody pays two percent. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I don't need to uh, subsidize yeah, I mean, your child buried. I mean, you and Kelly'd break me up for God's sake, <laughs> Kelly in particular. <laughs> hey, Chad, we got to get to a break. Thanks for calling us. We're going to talk to you next week, buddy. Appreciate it, Nolan.
Andre, get us to a break. 